today as we talk travel. I don't know, do you like looking at the skies? We're going to look at a meteor shower, a meteorite shower anyway, and we have to go to Jordan to do it as a kind of guaranteed uh, thing. And we're also going to look at some different places to visit in um, that place, Europe, that continental area. Sally Lucas with us today to talk travel. Sally, meteor showers are pretty good. We don't see them often in the in the city these days. No, you don't. And I guess unless you know when it's, we don't always know when it's going to occur. I guess that's that's no, the thing. And don't. it's often when we're asleep in our little beddy buys, so we miss out. But this is really amazing, and I didn't realise that you could, you know, go and actually view a meteor shower with virtually a guarantee and it's happening in August each year and apparently this has been happening or observed for the last 2,000 years and it's in... <laughs> it sounds in, pretty permanent. Doesn't it? <laughs> and August. it's, yeah, it's in Jordan and it's actually, um, you actually um, view it down near Wadi Rum which is a wonderful, you know, the desert area of Jordan and you, you stay there for a couple of nights and at its peak, the meteors rain down at a rate of about 60 meteors per hour. Wow, that's a lot. Which yeah. is really amazing. But this tour, it's a great little tour if you're interested in it, doing Jordan. And, of course, you, you're going, starting from Amman, the capital. But you, you're going into um, Wadi Rum, as I said, into Petra, of course, which is so famous to walk, be able to walk in and see that Petra. The Dead Sea, where you can float you know, in the Dead Sea, and Jerash, which is where they've got ancient uh, ruins of over 2,000 years old, which is surprisingly well-preserved, which was an ancient Roman city. So it's very interesting itinerary with lots of inclusions. And this is August, this departure this year, and there's also one next year planned to mm. do, the Perseid Meteor Shower. Wow. So that's sort of, yeah, Jordan's fairly close to, well, all central for Middle East. Isn't it, it is, because yeah. you're sort of, if you like, north of um, Israel. Yes. Um, in that respect, yes. Yeah, north, okay. a bit east. West? Yes, um, west. I'm looking, I, I haven't got my map in front of me at the moment, <laughs> but, but yes. But Somewhere it, it, there. Yes, it's there. The other interesting that happened this month, Jane, is okay. a pedestrian suspension bridge. It's the longest such construction in the world. was opened at a mountain resort in the Czech Republic on the 13th of this month. 720 metres long. Ooh. I think that's a bit <laughs> scary to me. It's built at an altitude of more than 1,100 metres and it connects two ridges of the mountains and hangs up to 95 metres above the valley below. Right. You want to head for heights there, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> it's called Skybridge 721, and it's in a little town called Dolni Morava, which has only got a population of less than 500. So the critics are saying it's too big for the surrounding environment, while others argue it'll attract too many tourists to the town. <laughs> so but the bridge will close for safety region if it reaches winds reach 135 um, kilometres per hour. It took two years and some 200 million Czech crowns, which is $11 million to build. And you can have up to 500 people can be allowed on the bridge at any one time. I don't mm. know whether I'd be... So this is about 200 kilometres east of Prague. I may be pronouncing this incorrectly. My Czech isn't my strong suit. Uh, Kraliki Sneznik mountain range. And apparently okay. it's quite a famous range for walking, etc. And this allows you, of course, to get from one peak to the other. Oh, without having to go down, down and up again, again. Oh, saving on effort. <laughs> 
So I think that is something quite remarkable if you're interested in that, but you'd certainly have to have a head for heights. You would, or else you could just stand at the bottom and look at it. Well, you could. <laughs> you could do that as well, couldn't you? Yeah, certainly oh. one of the engineering marvels of the world. Well, I think that, and also remember the um, those glass viewing ranges you've got in the Grand Canyon, of course the one now in Kalbari National Park, Western Australia. You know, I don't know, you know, you've got this big U, the big U-shaped one at the Grand Canyon, and looking right down into that canyon, I don't know whether I'd want to look down. I'd, I'd rather look straight out, I think. Yeah, again, get down to the bottom and look up. It might be easier. <laughs> and as you say, interesting engineering feats anyway. Sally Lucas talking travel, and we're over to some of the perhaps little-known parts of the continent. Yes, of Europe we're talking about, of course. And, I mean, everyone always wants to go to France, Italy or Spain, which are probably the three most popular European destinations. But especially, I think, even since the pandemic, it's nice to go to places that may have lesser tourists and are less visited. Though I guess if we keep going there, they won't be, will they? But <laughs> so they might fly under the radar for some people or just you just haven't thought about them. So there was an article in one of the travel supplements uh, recently and they were suggesting you know, the alternatives. So one was, for example, instead of going to Sicily, which gets massive tourists to there, you know, go to Malta. And I must admit, I haven't been to Malta, but certainly been on my list for a long time as a place I would love to go to. It looks looks stunning, you know, the architecture, the colours of the buildings and when you look up Malta, it does really look extremely interesting. Another one was instead of Croatia, which again gets a heck of a lot of tourists along that Croatian coastline in particular, go to Albania. And a friend of mine's daughter went there not that long ago and had no idea what it was going to be like. She's living in New York and she had met up with an Albanian girl who wanted to go back and visit. thought, you've got to come with me. You'll love Albania. Well, you should have seen the photos. It was stunning. And so there's another one. Um, instead of France, they say, you know, we all want to go to France, don't we, Jane? Um, <laughs> says Sally. Uh, go to Bulgaria. Um, and why not? Because... You know, it, it's very different and it's a very lovely place as well. I have been there, uh, Sofia, which is a, a lovely capital of Bulgaria. Um, the other one is instead of Italy, go to Slovenia. And, you know, that would be fascinating, I must admit, go to Lake Bled, etc., which is oh, just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, they say instead of Denmark, go to Norway. But I don't know. I mean, yes, look, I'd have to say, having done Norway's coastline and a friend that lived in Sweden or lives, not lived, still considers it to be the most beautiful Scandinavian country, even though he's Swedish. Sorry, Lars. Um, instead of Spain, go to Andorra. Um, you know, there's, there's so many places you can go to that you don't have to go to the most, I guess, visited places. Instead of Greece, consider North Macedonia. Germany, go to Luxembourg or go to other parts of Germany like Saxony where you've got Leipzig which again looks absolutely stunning, Dresden etc when it was originally part of East Germany but of course that's all changed now since the war and you've got some wonderful beautiful places which I know you've been to, to yes, Jane yes. As, uh, Fabulous times and yeah. lots of history which sort yes. of balances out yeah. yeah, so there's just so many options there for you to do if you don't want to go with the mass crowds I guess so where are you thinking of going, oh, Sally Lucas? Where am I thinking? You know where I'd love to go? And I've just, I don't usually watch these sort of shows, but I was watching um, Escape to the Country or something, is it? And this couple were looking for a sea change. They lived north in the northern part of England and they had a daughter living down south. So they were wanting to go down near into Devon in Dartmoor National, Dartmoor National Park. Wow, the scenery down there. And I, I haven't done Devon and Cornwall. So... Yes, I would, love, I would love to do Devon and Cornwall. And as I mentioned earlier, I'd love to go to Malta. 
Yes, yes. So they're two. Two I'm, very different places. Two very so different places. But do you for one holiday, probably. Yeah, well, you could just do a half-half. Sally Lucas is with us and we are talking travel today. And it's that time where we take a look at what's around in the hot deals department in the travel marketplace. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jane. Yes, well, we were talking about that wonderful meteor shower itinerary you can do in August this year or next. And that is available for under $2,500 for the whole eight days this year. Um, which gives you um, breakfast daily, two dinners, you get six nights in four-star hotels, one night at Wadi Rum in a deluxe desert camp and all sorts of sightseeing, as we've mentioned, camel safaris, etc. included. So that's great. But for next year, the prices do go up. It's August this year and August next year. For a twin share for this year, it's only around 1840 And for next year, it's just under two and a half. And there is a single supplement for mm. solo travellers on that one. Mm. So let's keep that in mind. Now, Ponant, the uh, the French cruise company, have got up to 25% off select itineraries. So it's just a matter of checking with your travel agent which ones have still got those. They've got departures with vacancies still for this year, including the wild landscapes of Kimberley and Southeast Asia, exploring Australia's east coast islands, which is going all the way from Cairns down to Sydney, uh, New Zealand's sub-Antarctic islands, also doing the South Australia Australian coast and Tasmania and the Fjordland area of New Zealand as well, plus French Polynesia, Tahiti and the Society Islands. So if you're interested in any of those of 2022 and into 2023, they've got some discounts still available. Um, the I was going to talk about a cruise for this Christmas New Year, but I checked today and unfortunately it is full, but they're doing it again for 23. So in 21st of December 23, there's a cruise you can do from Fremantle to Melbourne. So you're having Christmas and New Year included in your itinerary, which some people do like to go away for that. You're getting your transfers and it starts in Perth or Fremantle, of course, but you're getting, you can choose between a three-night pre-cruise Perth mini-stay or at the end, a two-night Melbourne mini-stay. Now, you're cruising from Fremantle to Albany and you're going down to Esperance, which is wonderful. You're going to, to Kangaroo Island, etc all the way around through to um, Eden, up the coast to Sydney, and then back down and finishing up in Melbourne. Um, and, you, of course, you're getting to see the news in Sydney and you're having Christmas while you're going around the coast. So it's a 16- or 17-night cruise stay, depending whether you're doing the three- or the two-night pre- or post-stay. And where, where do you think Santa Claus hides while uh, ooh, before Christmas? <laughs> he must come down the funnel. Oh, indeed he must. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something great that's available out there. And while we were talking Europe, I know we were saying, you know, you don't have to go to Italy, but I was just looking, there was a couple of lovely little tours that are doing the Italian lakes and the Swiss mountains, which is such a pretty part of Italy. If you're interested, there's a nine-day one, which is all um, eight nights in absolute exquisite five-star hotels, and you're getting eight breakfasts, three lunches, all sorts of guided sightseeing, Lake Como, Samari, it's Lake Maggiore. You've got some lunch and wine tastings at a couple of places, some train journeys. It's it's just a beautiful, beautiful itinerary. And there's also one, if you just want to stay put, just a five-day package just for Lake Como on its own. So there's some lovely itineraries. These operate throughout most of the year. So just keep those in mind. And also Asia Voyages are open for booking for 23-24 for the... um, I'm just trying to think about the cruise companies. Holland America, I'll get it out in a minute. And if you book by 11 August 2022, they give you what they call a Mariner Society loyalty benefit of up to US $400 on board spending money. The amount of um, 
the benefit you get depends on the length of the cruise. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's lots out there, Jane, still available. So It's all still happening. It is all still <laughs> happening. And it, things booking out so far ahead, I'm, I'm yeah. still quite, quite unbelievable. So I might be talking 23, 24, and you're thinking I'm being a bit silly, but not when you think that the one for this year is already sold out. So, so you, Lots of people want to want go travel again. again. They've got itchy yeah. feet. So, yes, yeah. get in early if it's something you really want to do. And scratch those itchy feet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.